the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. At the end of all things, there is a new city. It's the city of God. And we'll take a look at this marvelous place next on Abounding Grace. Hi there, and welcome to today's broadcast of Abounding Grace. Pastor Gary Wagner returns us to Revelation. We're in chapters 21 and 22 today as we take a look at the city of God. Oh, it's an amazing look at our final destination for those of us found in Christ. What this city looks like and why we should be excited to be there is the subject of our time today. Here's Pastor Gary on this edition of Abounding Grace. Let me remind you today as we get started of the biblical principles of interpretation. One of them is that the Bible interprets the Bible. In fact, the only infallible interpreter of the Bible is the Bible. So when you come to things previously, in Revelation previously, you ask, What has the Bible taught about these things? And then you interpret the book of Revelation in light of what the Bible says elsewhere on these same subjects. Second, you remember the first verse of the first chapter of Revelation, where the angel says, signified or communicated this revelation to John. And the Greek word translated in the King James signified is translated in the New American Standard Bible as communicated and means to write in signs and symbols and figures of speech and metaphors and imagery. So when you see the word communicated, think signified or otherwise written in signs and symbols. Now, when we come to this picture of heaven in the 21st and 22nd chapters, we must not all of a sudden become literalist and take all of this as actual literal descriptions of heaven. Like it literally has streets of gold and literally has gates of pearls and all these various things. We are going to be faithful to what the book of Revelation tells us that every word in these two chapters is true. But it is in highly figurative language. And the only way to understand some of it is to know what the Bible says about it previously. Now you've already heard read earlier chapter 21 through chapter 22 verse 5. So I am going to take us to some other passages from the prophets of the Old Testament 
so that you can see that this chapter is not just out of the blue, but that when John tells us in these two chapters is revealed in the prophecies of Isaiah and Ezekiel. And let me show you how weird it gets if you take what chapter 21 through chapter 25, 5 say as a literal description of heaven. Do you notice the size of the city? The city is 1,500 miles high, 1,500 miles long, 1,500 miles broad, and the wall protecting it is 72 yards high. Now, what good is a 72-yard high wall going to do protecting a city that is 1,500 miles high? You see, once you start taking these things literally, you have all kinds of weird confusion. So we're going to look at this biblically. Now let's look at some passages that I've put together for you. In fact, turn, if you will, first of all, to Isaiah 49, verses 22 and 23, and see if you can link up in Revelation 21, 22, where John gets his ideas. Isaiah 49, verse 22. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up my hand to the nations and set my standard to the peoples, and they will bring your sons in their bosom, and your daughters will be carried on their shoulders. Kings will be your guardians, and their princes your nurses. They will bow down to you with their faces to the earth and lick the dust of your feet, and you will know that I am the Lord, whose those who hopefully wait for me will not be put to shame. And in Revelation 21, it talks about the kings and queens of the earth bringing their wealth into the perfected Jerusalem. Now turn to Isaiah 54, verses 11 and 12. O afflicted one, storm-tossed and not comforted, Behold, I will set your stones in antinomy, and your foundations I will lay in sapphires. Moreover, I will make your battlements of rubies, and your gates of crystal, and your entire wall of precious stones. Now that reference should be obvious to what we read earlier. Let's turn to Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 9. Arise... Shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise up, will rise upon you, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons will come from afar and your daughters will be carried in the arms. Then you will see and be radiant and your heart will thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you. The wealth of the nations will come to you. A multitude of camels will cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephah and those from Sheba will come. They will bring gold and frankincense and will bear good news of the praises of the Lord. 
All the flocks of Kedar will be gathered together to you. The rams of Nebaioth will minister to you. They will go up with acceptance on my altar, and I shall glorify my glorious house. Who are these who fly like a cloud and like the doves to their lattices? Surely the coastlands will wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish will come first to bring your sons from afar, their silver and their gold with them, for the name of the Lord your God and for the Holy One of Israel, because he has glorified you. Now, what do you see in this prophecy? You see kings and peoples bringing their wealth to Jerusalem from the south, the east, the north, and the west. Remember, there are gates on all four sides of this city. And you see the coming of this light, the coming of the glory of the Lord, and the display of His magnificent perfections in the Lord Jesus Christ through 2,000 years ago and perfected in heaven after the second coming. Now turn to Ezekiel 36, verses 33 through 37. Thus says the Lord God, On the day that I cleanse you from all your iniquities, I will cause the cities to be inhabited, and the waste places will be rebuilt. The desolate land will be cultivated instead of being a desolation in the sight of everyone who passes by. They will say, this desolate land has become like the garden of Eden, and the waste, desolate, and ruined cities are fortified and inhabited. Then the nations that are left round about you will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruined places and planted that which was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken and will do it. Thus says the Lord God, this also I will let the house of Israel ask me to do for them. I will increase their men like a flock, like the flock for sacrifices, like the flock of Jerusalem during her appointed feast. So will the waste cities be filled with flocks of men. Then they will know that I am the Lord. So what do we have here? We have, like in the 21st chapter, the restoration of Edenic conditions. The perfection of the Garden of Eden, now a great city, made of all of the raw materials of Eden. One last verse, Ezekiel 47, verses 1 through 9. Now this is picturesque. But you're going to have to use your imagination to figure out how it is exactly seen in Revelation 21 and 22. And I will give you a hint. You can see it in the first five verses of chapter 22. So Ezekiel 47, 1 through 9. Then he brought me back to the door of the house or to the door of the temple. And behold, water was flowing from under the threshold of the house toward the east. For the home, for the, excuse me, for the house toward the east, for the house faced east. And the water was flowing down from under, from the right side of the house, from south of the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north gate, 
and led me around on the outside to the outer gate by way of the gate that faces east. And behold, water was trickling from the south side. When the man went out toward the east with a a line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits, and he led me through the water, water reaching the ankles. Again he measured a thousand, and led me through the water, water reaching the knees. Again he measured a thousand, and led me through the water, water reaching the loins. Again he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not ford. For the water had risen, enough water to swim in it, a river that could not be forded. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me back to the bank of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, on the bank of the river, there were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Then he said to me, These waters go out toward the eastern region and go down into the Arabah. Then they go toward the sea being made to flow into the sea, and the waters of the sea become fresh. It will come about that every living creature with swarms in every place where the river goes will live. And there will be very many fish, for these waters go there and the others become fresh, so everything will live where the river goes. What does it say in the 21st and 22nd chapters that there is going to be this gushing river of life. And here you have this gushing water coming from under the doors of the house of God. A great river of life planted with the tree of life on each side. So you see many of the symbols in the book of Revelation are already explained previously in the Old Testament. Now, let me remind you of some things. Remember that I said Revelation was not only written in signs and symbols, but in the first couple of verses it says that these things are soon to take place. So that the church of the first century expected for many of the things in the book of Revelation to actually take place, or at least begin to take place in their lifetime. So the bulk of the book is about God destroying the two great enemies of the church in the first century. Apostate Israel and anti-Christian Rome. Well then how do we get from the first chapters of Genesis and Edenic conditions telling us that the book of Revelation should be rooted in what happened in the first century to Revelation 21 and 22 that allegedly talk about what is going to happen after the second coming of Christ. Well, here's how you do it. I want you to remember three words. Definitive, progressive, and perfect. We saw two weeks ago that there was nothing in the 21st and 22nd chapters of Revelation about the perfect universe that is not true in measure in the church in these present days. So the kingdom of God, the heavenly city, definitively entered into history 2,000 years ago with the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Definitively, in the first century, it entered into history. And then throughout the ages, the kingdom of God... The holy city, the new heavens and new earth, 
progressively advance until they are consummated and perfected at the end of the world. So remember these three words. The kingdom of God, the holy city, entered into history definitively when Jesus, 2,000 years ago, and it makes progress throughout history until it is perfected at the end of history. So what we have here in chapters 21 and 22 is the redeemed church of the present as a picture of the redeemed universe to come. Two weeks ago, I went through verses 1 through 8 and showed that all of the things it says about the new heavens and the new earth are true in the church. So now the redeemed church of the present, which we are a part of, is a picture of the redeemed, perfective universe in the future. Now let's go through the first eight verses quickly, just by way of review. There is a new heavens and a new earth coming. And remember the word new does not mean having never existed before, but means renewed or refurbished. It is this universe renewed and refurbished to perfection. Now that's important because it says that this new heavenly earth, the holy city, comes down from God into this present universe. So this new heavens and new earth is this universe. It's this earth renewed and perfected with the second coming of Jesus Christ. Beloved, it's not another. It is this universe renewed and perfected. Verse 2. The holy city, the new Jerusalem, that is what the church is called today in Hebrews 12, 22. And it is a symbol of the communion, the community, the fellowship, the order that God's people share together in communion, in common Christian society. We saw that it is from God, that is, man did not create this city. It is a bride adorned for her husband, which is true of the church now. And he said, in this perfected heavens and earth, God will tabernacle among his people and he will dwell with us. That's true of us today by way of the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to see if you have an accurate translation of verse 3. My translation is not. I'll read it and as mine reads in the New American Standard Version. So listen. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, The tabernacle of God is among men, and he shall dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them. The word people in my version is singular. But in Greek... It is not singular. It says, He shall dwell among them, and they shall be His peoples, and God Himself shall be among them. And then later on in this chapter, it talks about nations. We see that in verse 24. And from the Greek word for nation comes the word we get for ethnic group. 
So the new heavens and the new earth, after the second coming of Christ, is going to be full of various peoples and nations and ethnic groups. Now, I have a theory that a lot of white Christians automatically, without really thinking about it, believe that when you go to heaven, everyone's going to be white. You know, you've got white angels with white wings and little chubby cherubs that are white. And that whenever you get to heaven, everyone is going to be white no matter what color they are here. Well, we know that is not true for several reasons. One, because God says there is going to be a variety of peoples and nations in heaven, not just one. Two, the bodies that are resurrected for the new heavens and the new earth are the same bodies that are put in their graves. Those Christian bodies that are put in the graves are a variety of colors. And God is not going to give you a different body than he put in, than, than he put in the grave. Just like Jesus' body that was raised was the one put into the grave. So whatever color we are here on earth, we will be raised just the same. And the third reason is, is that God loves variety and colors. I mean, all you have to do is look at nature and all the butterflies and the flowers and the birds. God loves colors. So it makes sense that in heaven... It's not going to be just an old, boring, white slate. It will be all kinds of colors and ethnic groups. So, beloved, if you have a problem with any ethnic group, you'll be pretty uncomfortable in heaven. That is, if you ever pass through with that sinful attitude. So you see in verses 4 and 5, there is this perfection. These former things have passed away. Everything is new. Verse 6, it says, it is done. That should remind you of Jesus on the cross saying, it is done. It is accomplished. It is finished because everything in the new heavens and the new earth is going to be perfected and is going to be rooted in the death of Christ. So that was meant to remind you of that here. And in verses 7 and 8, it distinguishes the kind of people who are going to heaven and who are going to hell. The only people who will be with God and be his sons and daughters in heaven are those who overcome now. Everyone else in verse 8 will be in hell. And now we come to verse 9 and we see a description of the city. Now, there is one thing that I want you to see and understand about this description of the new heavens and the new earth. Heaven now is the new heavens and the new earth. When your body dies, your spirit goes to heaven. It goes to be with God. After the second coming of Christ, there is no separate heaven from the new heavens and the new earth. They are one. The new heavens and the new earth is heaven. It is the temple of God. It is this universe reformed and perfected. 
and the future age in the new heavens and the new earth is no less real, no less physical than now. Don't think about heaven and the new heavens and the new earth after the second coming of Christ as a place of spirits in the clouds where everyone's just sitting around in clouds and just having a wonderful time flying around. The new heavens and the new earth is this universe fully restored, mountains, rivers, lakes, islands, planets, stars, filled with angels who are real and with people who are perfected, body and soul. Well, this has been Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. As we have closed out our time together today, I would remind you that our desire is to know how this program encourages you in Christ. Now, there are a couple of three ways that you can contact us to provide us with this information. And again, it would really encourage us a great deal if you'd take a moment and let us know how the program is encouraging you in your walk and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's how to contact us. Phone number is 408-866-5607. That's 408-866-5607. Our website, where you can drop us an email and even learn a bit more about us, is reformedheritage.org. And then, of course, you can write to us at PMB, that stands for Post Mailbox, number 402-1484 Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California. The zip code is 95032. Now, there is another way you can contact us, and this would be the best of all, especially if you're not involved in a church at this time. Plan on visiting. Let us uh, fellowship face-to-face, as it were. We meet at Lone Hill Church, 2 in the afternoon on Sundays at 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. Directions can be found at our website, reformedheritage.org, or by calling 408-866-5607. By the way, copies of the broadcast are just $5. Mention today's date when you contact us, and we'll get a CD out to you right away. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. Mm